Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with Juice Webster. Hi, how are you today? Good. How are you? Oh, gosh. Oh, Ghost my gosh. Sorry, did you hear that? Someone's like moving. Oh, my God. Someone's moving outside my apartment, and I think they just dropped all this stuff down the stairs. I'm no. so sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I was just like, what is that giant rumble? I think oh, they'll be all right. Sounded chaotic. <laughs> Hey, we're all good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, yeah, you've just released your debut album. Um, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Um, it's called Julia. How did you, I guess, initiate the writing process for this album? Was it like an intentional thing of like, I'm going to, this is the time I'm going to write an album? I mean, not re- not actively. Um, I'm someone I just kind of am always writing stuff. Um, so I think um, it was probably, a, you know, a span of like two years um, that I spent sort of writing all the songs that that have made their way onto the album. Um, but I, I wasn't kind of like I'm going to sit down and make an album right, and it's going to be about this thing. I kind of just, um, yeah, was writing whenever I had the time and when I got um, what felt like the ten tracks that um, – that make up the album, I um, I kind of, it, it felt pretty clear to me that they sort of belonged together and so mm-hmm. um, sort of went into that next phase. Yeah. Then. Yeah, they fit like really nicely together and cohesively as an album. Um, well, yeah, is there like, I guess the, the album is named Julia, which is kind of named after yourself. Is there a specific like significance, I guess, that this album holds for you as a whole? Um, I mean, like, because it's my first record, I think it feels really significant to me. Um, and it sort of feels like, I've said this a couple of times, but um, it kind of feels like it's something I've been trying to make for a while. So in that way, it feels really significant um, for me and just this project. Um, I think, yeah, just to finish answering your question, I think that is sort of why I um, named it Julia is because it really felt like um the, the album just felt like a really large kind of part of me um, and my identity and and I think that I, it felt really nice to sort of put a, a human name to that and to put my name to that um, and I think, yeah, that's in large part because it, it, it does feel quite significant for me. So, yeah. Yeah, and kind of on that note, I guess, like the album sort of explores some like pretty like personal and and like intimate emotions that we can kind of experience and kind of feelings of loss and change and just like not knowing what's going on. 
Um, yeah, I guess how did you approach these themes in a sense of like conveying the emotions sonically um, within this album? I guess lyrically it's pretty like storytelling and I guess the message kind of gets across quite well. But, yeah, sonically how did you explore and those feelings? That's a good, good question. Um I mean, like the son. I feel like the sonic identity of the album was like in large part to a lot of collaboration. So that's where, like, because I wrote the songs um, kind of by myself, um, and then sort of when I was getting to that next phase, um, Simon Lamb produced it, and then I was playing. I, I still play with um, this band um, who who um, play on the record as well, um, and they were all sort of so instrumental in in developing that you know the sonic identity of the song uh, of the of the album um i think like it was pretty clear to me which songs needed to to be you know bigger and have more going on and and um uh and then it was you know pretty clear which ones kind of were going to be the more sparse sort of sort of folk songs um and yeah, it's not something I guess I'd really, really thought too much about um, before this question. But I, I think that yeah, that is in large part to like their subject matter, um, and what the songs kind of were calling for um, when we were making them. Yeah. In um, relation to collaborating with other people when it comes to something that you've written, how did you find like balancing? I guess your vision for when you were writing the song and then going into like a more collaborative process, um, how did you balance like the collective creativity within your songs? I mean, I really loved it. And I feel like, I feel like I feel confident in like writing a song. And I feel like that's where I, you know, and because my songs are, are so personal, I really enjoy doing that alone um but I think um I really really enjoy the the collaborative part in in that next kind of like production recording phase because I just think like other people's ideas feel so valuable to me at that point um and there's so much that's on the record that I wouldn't have you know thought up on my own and um and I think like I was just so lucky to work with people who you know, really listened to me um, and I think had a really, like, have similar tastes to me in music but also um, kind of had a really clear idea of what kind of I was going for and and just, like, really aligned with me on that. Um, Yeah, so I, I, like, I really, really love that that sort of part of the collaboration. Um, I find it, like, really, yeah, just really valuable. Yeah, awesome. And the album was recorded um, between the bush and the city um, with your live band. I guess, yeah, do you want to run me through how the recording process sort of went down within these different environments and just in general as well? Yeah, sure. Um, So we recorded like I think it was like seven of the tracks, kind of mainly just the instrumental bed, so we didn't didn't do the vocals. at this point, but um, we recorded, yeah, most of the tracks in Pakenham Upper at um, Alex O'Gorman has a studio there. It's a really, really beautiful space. Um, And it was so nice kind of, you know, going there every day with that sort of intention of making this album because, you know, it was like an hour's hour's drive away and kind of gave you time to sort of like 
get pumped up <laughs> on the drive down and then like decompress on the way home. Um, but you could see like horses from the window and it was like just very, a really beautiful space um, to, to make music in. Um, <clears throat> so we live tracked with the band down there, um, most of the songs. And then uh, that was like four or five days and then came back to Melbourne and then finished off the album. So tracked the vocals and kind of any overdubs and um, there were uh, I think two, two of the more sparse tracks. So, Oh no, three of them, the sparse tracks. Um, so like All For You, Two Hands and Waking Dream, I recorded just, um, it was just myself and Simon um, at his studio in North Melbourne, oh. uh, which was really nice. It was nice to have that kind of bigger experience and then to sort of like slim it down for the, you know, the nitty gritty stuff. <laughs> in terms of the way that the album was recorded and the way that it was produced, do you find that, this will affect or has affected the way you'll perform the songs live? Like will you be kind of bringing in more musicians or like having more backing tracks? Have you, how do you envision it coming to life, I guess? I mean, it's almost like the opposite. I feel like because I played a lot of these songs live before recording them, that that kind of influenced how the record sounds. Yeah, okay. Um, other than the other way around. So um, uh, like not not much new stuff is going on um <laughs> i think like yeah i mean we've we've kind of like brought in a drum machine sort of loop for for the song um all for you but apart from that it's like we kind of just play play the same as we we have for a little while which is it, it's really nice i think i am also like a really big fan of things sounding different when you play them live i think that's part of the beauty of live music as well so i don't feel too much like i need to um to exactly match what's on the record, um, which is kind of freeing as well. (laughs) And was there like a, um, like a memorable or challenging moment within your recording, writing, production process that kind of had a significant impact on what the final product ended up looking like and sounding like? Yeah, I mean, I feel like just... A lot of the stuff that went down when we were recording <laughs> in Pakanamapa, there were like lots of like little kind of happy accidents or like um, just things that we were experimenting with that weren't, you know, necessarily planned um, that ended up being like a really big part of the record. Um, one example of that would be like um, at one point, I don't really know what I was doing, but I just grabbed this acoustic guitar and I plugged it into my um, my bassist Noah, he has this like huge pedal board, and I have no idea what's going on on that pedal board. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I just like plugged this guitar in, and um, this like really wild kind of um, sparkly sort of kind of intricate. Um, it sounded like like electronic kind of noises were happening when I was playing the guitar, um, and we all thought that sounded really really cool, and ended up recording quite a lot of that and. Uh, that sound is kind of sprinkled through quite a, quite a lot of the tracks. Um, so like things like that. Um, and, uh, that, like there's this really big kind of guitar moment in the song, how can I, um, so Theo Carbo, um, just absolutely crushed that part. But, um, beforehand Simon kind of grabbed like his guitar lead and was sort of like plugging it in while it was recording. So we got a lot of that kind of like, really kind of staticky and um yeah 
those kind of noises that happen just before he starts playing. Um, yeah, just like lots of little moments like that, which um, were really, really fun at the time and um, kind of a bit like chaotic as well. <laughs> um, and that I feel like, you know, we kind of like just had a bit of time to kind of experiment. So we were able to do do silly things like that that ended up being really um, like worthwhile. And, um, yeah, I feel like they they give the album like, yeah, this certain kind of, I don't know, feeling. Yeah, for sure. Do you like to include like those sort of, um, I don't know what to call them, like white noise, like ambient sort of sounds that kind of occur in the background? They kind of like like a grainy kind of filmy sound that sort of goes down in the background. Sometimes you can opt to kind of make your song sound a little bit more clean and it and I feel like in this album you have kind of made the conscious choice to, like, include those sounds. Um, yeah. Yeah, why, I guess, and, like, what was your vision for for that choice, behind that choice? I think I didn't want, I didn't want it to sound, like, super polished and kind of to lose the kind of character, I guess, that sort of comes with, I think, recording it in the way that we did. So I think... Um, you know, there are moments where you can hear like someone yelling something and <laughs> just like, yeah, um, all those kind of extra bits and bobs. Um, and I feel like, I mean, for me, that just that's just kind of like real. Um, mm. And I didn't, I didn't want to, yeah, make it sound too like polished and um, pristine. I think because because I, I just like, I mean a lot of the music I listen to is kind of also like that. They include those moments. So um, it was sort of like just what I'm into. But, um, yeah, I think, like it was important for me to like really capture the feeling like that I felt when we were tracking all together um, and, it, you know, that feeling just it was so lively and kind of energetic and, you know, imperfect in a lot of ways. And I think I wanted that to to like come across on the album. Yeah. And there are a couple of tracks that I kind of wanted to like go through um, as a bit of a track breakdown. Um, there are like three kind of standouty tracks that I listened to on the album. Um, the first one being In the Zone, which is track two. Um, yeah, that one. So that one's about kind of like, kind of about like feeling, you know, um, just anxious and like, tired all the time and um kind of a bit disconnected um I'm not someone who like I don't have very restful sleep (laughs) so um I don't often wake up feeling like rested and I think um that's kind of like yeah I I just that that sort of sentiment of like I don't really ever wake up feeling like I'm in the zone like I don't feel like I'm kind of quite there all the time and um yeah it's kind of um about all the the sort of I guess like the feelings of disconnect and um, everything that sort of comes with that that feeling, yeah. Right, awesome. And then you go on a few tracks more to Waking Dream, um, which is another, like, standout track. Um, pretty beautiful. I think it might be one of my favourites um, on the record. Yeah, how did you kind of explore this song? Um, this one... I feel like I wrote this one quite a while ago. Um, it's kind of, I honestly find this one like kind of hard to talk about just because I still, 
it kind of like more meanings sort of come to me over time with this one. Um, it feels a bit like I'm singing to like a few different people, including myself, but also like a couple of other people. Um, and it's really just like, yeah, about, um, I mean, like so many tracks on the record, but it's just about like those, you know, really defining sort of changes or moments that happen kind of in, in life that, you know, um, might make someone kind of or, or that, that kind of define someone um, and that also like, I don't know, just those experiences that happen that might change your view of someone as well. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of about wanting to, you know, w- wishing I'd known someone kind of earlier on um, before I was born basically that kind of feeling and yeah it's it's a bit um I'm rambling a bit because I I'm still yeah sort of nutting that one out in my head um but it overall yeah I guess I guess deals with that sort of yeah the um the the immense kind of changes that happen um over time and and you know when you get to sort of these points of no return really yeah Yeah. it's kind of the beautiful thing about um themes within songs and just like songs in general and like how I guess they're like never finished in a way like the the theme is like kind of it's just like talking about anything really it's like you could talk for hours about it and it's never like fully nutted out and like never fully explored which is really cool I think like being able to go back on your tracks and and even being able to like maybe not relate to like the initial reason why you wrote it, but like maybe forming like a new sort of chapter of the song as well. It's kind of cool. Definitely. Yeah. I feel that a lot. And I love when I hear like artists I know or artists I like um, kind of talking about their music and sort of, yeah, also sounding like they're kind of just figuring out as, out as they go. Um, Cause I think sometimes particularly for me, I think a lot of my lyrics at the time, it's I don't know it kind of I kind of hate saying this because it sounds a bit like I don't know lofty or something but um it a lot of the time I feel like when I'm writing lyrics if, if I don't know I don't really know where they come from sometimes I'm sort of like where did that come from and it it sometimes their their meaning becomes clearer to me down the line and I'm like ah oh, you know <laughs> that's what that's about or I was feeling that or you know um it's like my subconscious is is already on to something that I, you know, my conscious mind hasn't really figured out yet. <laughs> cool. And um, another track that I love is Headaches, um, which is like kind of towards the end of the album and it's got like a bit of like a grittier feeling around it. Um, yeah, can you kind of go into like the sonic and lyrical exploration of this track as well? Yeah, Headaches was... um. I wrote, I think Headaches was one of like the earliest songs I wrote for the record. And um, this one is like kind of about, I guess, um, <clears throat> the weight of kind of expectations. And sometimes I just think that um, I expect a lot of myself, but I also feel like people expect a lot of me um, just in my life. And, um, and I really like that feeling, but I think every now and again, it can, it can feel like you know, a bit much or something. And, um, and I think headaches is kind of, I wrote it when I was really feeling quite burnt out and really like under pressure from just certain, you know, situations in my life. And, um, I also get 
um, migraines quite frequently and I, I got them a lot when I was when I was a kid, um, kind of like weekly um, or I'd have like multiple a week kind of in high school and um, that, you know, I found that really challenging because it meant I had to sort of avoid certain situations or whatever because I didn't want to get a migraine and, you know, that, that feeling of kind of, you know, just like, yeah, just you, you feel so disconnected and, and stuff, that sort of um, feeling that, that comes with that. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of about like that line of just like I still feel it every other day is just sort of like the anger that I felt kind of having migraines all the time <laughs> um, and and just like in combination with I think the, the pressure that, you know, that I sometimes feel and, um, yeah, kind of like acting out against that, I guess, a little bit. Um, yeah. And then I think this one like came together really quickly with the band, I think because it feels it's got, there's got quite like a lot of attitude in, in the lyrics and in the song, um, sonically, it was quite easy and quite quick to just build that kind of, um, world around it. Um, and everyone loves a good excuse to just rock out, I think. (laughs) So (laughs) Awesome. And um, my final question um, is about your live show. And I know that like a lot of people have spoken in high regard to your live show and they've kind of just like, you know, walked. I know a lot of my friends have walked out of the room being like, well, like a little melty kind of vibe, which is really cute. Um, And it's always made me want to go to one of your live shows and I have not yet been, but it's been on my list. So (laughs) I guess, yeah, like how, um, how do you approach your live show and what does a Juice Webster live show look like? Ooh. Um, what does it look like? Um, I mean, I really like to have quite a lot of light and shade in my live show. I have felt like kind of in more recent times, like it's always fun playing the more kind of upbeat songs because you can really tell, I think, when the crowd responds to something like that. Um, so I like to, yeah, like make sure there's enough there's enough kind of of those moments and then um um but I yeah like to incorporate a lot of light and shade and I really like to like I don't know go hard I think like with the band at the live show I, I think someone said like I can't remember who it was but someone said once that they felt like it gets a, it's like unhinged yeah. <laughs> in a way where it's like you kind of don't know whether it's just going to all fall apart at one second or like you know but it never does or something, which I thought was really cool. I was like, sweet. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, true or not, but um, I feel like now I'm going to strive for that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for chatting this evening. Thank you. Sorry about that chaotic um, (laughs) beginning. (laughs) Really (laughs) set the tone. Well, I hope they're okay with their moving. Moving is always like that. It's always a little bit something's breaking things are falling it's chaos (laughs) oh well thanks for yeah thanks for having me 